a podcast to honor the gods. This better come with a sacrifice. Dave X Media. Rotten cabbages? What kind of slum do you think this is? Babe. Hey, what's going on? It's It's been a minute. It I'm has. happy to be back. I'm so glad. We are now back from our mid-season uh, break before we dive into what is like the last 10 episodes of Avatar. The content cliff, we're peering over the edge and we're like, yeah, yeah. we're like, we got to the Western Air Temple like we do for this episode today. And we're peering over the edge and everyone's like, are you sure we're here? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, we're here. But <laughs> <laughs> And Toph is like, it's beautiful. Uh, well, yes, it's not time for another wonderful episode of our favorite show avatar the last airbender and i am alex and i'm zach and this is my characters an avatar podcast Um, we have a very... We have a guest! We do! Uh, Sorry, I didn't mean to talk over you. <laughs> um, it's not like that's a surprise. We have a guest at this point on every episode, but we have a very extra special guest with us today. Don't make that kind of promise. Hang on. Just... <laughs> yeah, he did. Is he everything okay? Yeah. I think I just got pooped on. Oh, that's a bird. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm sure Momo has pooped no, on Aang at least once. Maybe not. They didn't show no. it on camera, but it's happened. I'm just crazy. I didn't get pooped on. Okay, well, in that case... <laughs> Take it to the papers. Uh, Delia, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm very, very excited to be here. I love talking about Avatar. I literally could do it all day, every day. So, you know. <laughs> well, you're in the right place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you please... Uh, introduce yourself to our lovely listeners. Sure. My name is Delia. Uh, I am the CFO for Black Nerd Create. Um, Black Nerd Create is a collective that provides content through the lens of critical and creative fandom, uh, mostly in order to advocate for and contribute to meaningful representation in media uh, for Black folks specifically, but, you know, marginalized folks in general. Um, so we do a lot of stuff over there, a lot of fun stuff, a lot of nerdy stuff. Uh, we Heck have. Yeah podcasts um right now we're doing uh live watch parties with uh fanology which is um an offshoot of amazon for their rings of power watch parties that's been oh, a that's lot exciting. of fun well we're um, gonna have to talk about that <laughs> oh yes yeah, absolutely we we've both been we both we're both current <laughs> we've both been watching oh it's so good um yes. we have a podcast that we kind of spun off and now do spaces for rings of power that was called token black girls um and we also have isn't that good yeah we're very proud of that actually (laughs) yes um and we also have uh coming out soon i'm not on this podcast but uh if y'all ever listened to wizard team which was formerly harry potter podcast uh that is coming back and they will be reading um it's now focused on black fantasy in general and they will be reading amari and the knight brothers chapter by chapter so that's coming out in i think a week oh my gosh that's exciting like very exciting we love new podcasts and making that growing our pod family on this show so and and we also uh, we also have a lot of respect for podcasts that need to 
jump ship when their <laughs> media <laughs> creator turns out to be a piece of shit. You know what? Hey, not only jumping shit, like it's the man, the journey I have been through with Harry Potter, like we have as a brand, but the personal journey, it's just, it's, yeah. I'm sure y'all have talked about it. I mean, who? it's, it's, it's very old news on the internet at this point, but it's just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. man, it's still hey, a journey for me. Every everyone's day. story still matters. So go <laughs> off queen. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a journey and it's hard because our brand, like we stopped, we put wiser team on hiatus. We finished all the stuff that we were going to do with it. Um, as far as Harry Potter is concerned. And even still, you know, you have people who find the podcast and find the brand through, uh, you know, the old episodes because they're, they're still there. They're and there. for listeners, yep. they, <laughs> It feels very current because they're listening to them now. So they'll come in our mentions and want to talk about it. And it's really hard sometimes to meet yeah. that energy because you don't have the energy that you had <laughs> three, no. four years ago. Four the train years. is, it, it's like Ron and uh, Harry when they're running up to the train in uh, platform nine and three quarters in the second book and they slam right yep. in the wall. <laughs> yeah. And it's right like, <laughs> do I have to do this? Do I have God. to? Sorry, the train's left. Like, we're, we're moving it's on. It's so hard because I appreciate, of course, we appreciate people listening to our content and like, absolutely. And engaging with it thoughtfully. Like, that's awesome. But it's just like, I'm not. I'm not really there anymore. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Babe, that is perhaps the perfect like metaphor for Absolutely. how I feel about the Harry Potter fandom in general. Yeah. And it's also a struggle for our, we're on an awesome podcast network, Deus Ex Media. And I think you may know, yeah, on the restricted section. So our friend Christina um, over there, if not you, someone else from Black Nerds Create was. Yeah, I was trying to think, I was trying to, because I don't want to get it wrong. It was it might have been Bionna and Robin or what? just one of them. I don't recall. It wasn't me, but yes, somebody from Black Nerds Create, at least one of us, mm. was over yes, there. Yes, I love the connections. Great. Well, um, so that's definitely something that our friend Christina, host of that show, has, uh, you know, is going through. Uh, she just finished um, Goblet of Fire and just started Order of the Phoenix. So it's... Tina, I remember being, I remember being like, <laughs> drunk on Tina's couch with her drunk talking about this very this very topic <laughs> and I joked with her that here's what you should do you should just make the next book you should make Order of the Phoenix the entire book one episode and then you should make the other two books also one episode and you'll be <laughs> done in three weeks <laughs> you can move on to something else <laughs> Hey, we gotta do what we gotta do because you know it can it can get to be a slog. Uh, it is. She's gonna hey, see it through. It, it is described as a uh, pro trans rights Harry Potter slander podcast. Oh yes, no, I specifically remember the DM because we are, oh, we yeah. all have access to our Twitter account. So I remember yep. the DM that uh, she sent, and it was very much like to be clear. <laughs> Tina talks about this all the time. How like it, like no other fandom do I have to open every email with "I'm sorry." <laughs> like, <laughs> Oh man, I uh, you know I I have a lot of respect for people still out here doing it. Like you know, we were luckily at the end of our journey anyway, so it was a very easy cutoff point. But for some people, they were like, "Well, we're on mm-hmm. book two. So yes. <laughs> I mean, I still love Ender's Game, and I'm very conflicted about that as well. Because, yeah, I have never. Yeah. Um, I don't go there, but I've heard. Yes, yes, it's a, it's it's a fun series. Yeah. yeah. I think scratches uh, my sci-fi itch. Yeah, I'm a fantasy nerd 100%. And Zach, of course, likes fantasy, but is more of the sci-fi uh, fan. I'm a space guy. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of, we've like, we've given enough airtime to fandoms that, while well, controversial, we love 
uh, love to hate. Um, let's talk about ones that we love. And ones that are universally beloved. And, and acclaimed. Uh, and actually... Remarkably non-problematic. Um, yes. So, so Delia, uh, we're here to talk about Avatar. Oh and God, you know we're so all excited. excited. Yes. So tell us, uh, what is your history with the series? What do you love about it? And uh, yeah, what brings you here? I feel like my history is probably similar to a lot of people you've had on because um, I have, uh, I'm, you know, that exact age demographic for when it was coming out. So when I watched it, when Avatar was coming out in, okay, never mind. I don't want to do the math and figure out how many years ago that was because that'll (laughs) just be depressing. It was. Um, (laughs) You can just say that we were all the same age and they're with you. (laughs) Right. We were all the same age. We were there and I watched it when it was happening, um, which again, for maybe younger, like a Gen Z audience, you couldn't just binge stuff. (laughs) Um, You watch the episodes as it came out, which also meant you were sometimes watching them out of order because it was just whatever was on. And that's mostly what I remember was that most of my experience of Avatar was that it was very spotty. Like I knew like stuff that was happening over here that hadn't happened yet over here and um, all the stuff. And then one day there was like a super long marathon towards the end of the run. And that's when I had like watched everything in order, caught up and then watched the finale. I think they had like marathons leading up to its finale. I think if I remember correctly, that was my original experience. And then uh, fast forward to before the pandemic, actually, a lot of people rewatched during the pandemic, but actually right before the pandemic, somehow or other, uh, I ended up reading Zutara fan fiction. I have no idea why, just out of nowhere, <laughs> I just saw one and I was like, let me read this. And I was like, yo, that was amazing. Um, and scratched an itch that, you know, preteen young me needed. Yeah. And also uh-huh. now I've got to go watch the whole entire series. Of course, <laughs> I've got to go rewatch it. And then I got all my friends to come with me. Then it got on Netflix and it had its little renaissance. So... That is that's you, my journey, but I don't think it's you, that much different than you watched the whole show and then the pandemic happened. And you were like, I should have waited, <laughs> but yeah, you, everybody talked was talking about it like literally just a few months later, and I was like, oh yeah. man. <laughs> but you, you were hey, you know what? You were bringing it back. You liked Avatar before everyone else liked Avatar. Yeah, you know, <laughs> let me flip my hair. <laughs> we recorded uh, our first episode on uh, March twenty sixth. It was my birthday. It was supposed to be at like some Airbnb with a bunch of like friends and family and all of it was like dashed on the rocks by COVID. So it was like uh, uh, it was a a bittersweet moment. We started this podcast and uh, I I began (laughs) the pandemic with a canceled birthday party. Oh, no. Yeah. That's. Well, It is. We all had our struggles over the past few years, but Avatar is one of those things, and this podcast is definitely, uh, and our fans have been a light for us uh, through some hard times, and you know what? We just bought a house, so, like, life is starting to look up again. I'm looking forward to, you know, a new season of hopefully celebrating holidays in person with people, or in yeah, in person again, and it's it's just me great. Fingers uh, <laughs> I know. So this episode, uh, we're here to talk about book three, chapter twelve, the Western Air Temple. So I'm so glad when I reached out to you, Delia, because you're like, yes, you got to the good part. Let's I'm go. So, well, you were saying <laughs> up at the top, you know, we're looking over the precipice at the end. And I feel this way about Avatar so strongly. It's such it, it 
it sticks the landing so strongly to me. Um, it's such a strong, it ends so strongly that when you get to these last few episodes, it doesn't even feel like you're getting to the end because it's just so like thing after thing it's after chugging thing. Along. It's chugging along so well. And some of the best episodes, in my opinion, are in this last little bitty stretch and you're actually almost to the end and it's over before you know it. I think it, it's just so well done. And so when you were like, we're at the Western air tip, I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just a it's a nonstop train from here, which is why we took that we felt really strongly about taking that break just mm-hmm. because everything was going on. We were super busy and it was like we we do not have the free time right now to give the end of season 3 the the proper like time it deserves. Mm-hmm. So now here we are. So and- now here we are. We're back, baby. Let's go. Uh <laughs> yeah, what are in things in general uh that you we're excited about uh, to talk about this episode. Oh, Delia. well, just Zuko. Just <laughs> yes. Zuko, Zuko being yes. adorbs. Uh, Dante Vasco, Daddy, we love you. <laughs> please come on our podcast. Uh, uh, yes, please come on their podcast. I also would like to request that. <laughs> our, <laughs> our friend, uh, a good friend of ours who was a guest a few episodes ago, um, and I can't remember if we had her talk about it, um, but was a Twitch streamer at, at one point in her life and uh, actually paid members of uh, Korra and Avatar to mm-hmm. do, like, for anyone, anyone, like, you know, did, like, uh, like interacted in some way, like, you know, donated money or, like, interacted yeah, like on Dante the chat. Dante Basco would say, I'm Prince Zuko. You've subscribed to Honey or Amazing. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But she did it all on... Um, Cameo? What, on Cameo. Cameo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... I'm um, wondering if we just shoot Dante Basco like a hundred bucks and do we just say, hey, can you come on our podcast for five minutes? Yeah. Um, but we'll be in Maryland November 19th, I believe. So like maybe that will lead to something exciting. Who knows? <laughs> um, and now there's a bird on your head. There um, is a bird on my head. Yes. But, uh, Rory has very big Momo energy. That's, that's just an expression. But I actually do have a bird on my head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. really. I it's, it's a great time. We're excited that uh, you love Zuko because we love Zuko, and it's definitely one of the best redemption arcs of all time. The only thing I'm bitter about is like, damn, why did it take you so long? Like, like that's what I'm saying. Like, it's it's this last stretch of episodes that are so good, so well done. But it's like you don't realize until, you know, now we have streaming services and you can actually see uh-huh. that it's like, oh, there's only like a few episodes left. So you'll only get this version of Zuko for a relatively short amount of time. Like it's, it's yeah, of course. I had been, said, sorry, God. I was just gonna say, of course, we've been building to it for a while. So we knew it was there, but actually seeing it expressed is not that long that you have with him. Uh, I had said this. I I think I did. I did like a as Iroh. I was like, pick a lane, Zuko. <laughs> pick a dang lane already. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 actually a really good summation of his arc. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, we are just finally glad that uh, he got here. We're gonna cherish the time that we do have, and so. Uh. You, even though yes, there are elements of your Avatar journey that. 
resonate or are similar to us or other guests we've had on the pod, uh, you did mention Zutara. Oh, and boy. Uh, we have to talk about this Flamio hot take. We And we love uh, that on I don't our think show. It's a very Flamio hot take. It's and not. It's, just, it's not. But people, you know, people want to think it is. In the everything, everywhere, all at once parlance, like there is a universe very close to this one where Zuko and Katara end up together. Yeah. See, this is a, okay. Look, it's not a flamio hot take and it never was like okay the fandom yes. like Katang, Katang and Zutara were always contentious like as far as the fandom is concerned and you know for good reason but it really kind of wow man the the avatar renaissance man boy boy did the flames the scourge of the earth that oh, was yeah. left behind uh <laughs> it was <laughs> looking into the sun um but i like i genuinely it wasn't even you know trying to ship something controversial like i genuinely because i said i watched the episodes out of order because i watched it just out of the air as you know a kid i truly honestly thought they got together i honestly thought zuko and katara were gonna get together and it wasn't until that marathon and i watched things in order and saw all the episodes that i was like wait huh <laughs> like i truly thought because oh. i'd seen um the wow the you were epi- poor young heart i i was so upset because i i had seen i remember specifically i had seen already the episode in the cave uh in bossing say you know where he, you know he almost has his redemption but then he like at the last minute you know decides yeah. not to do that and like betrays jumps the rail i that it was over i was like oh yeah well definitely obviously they're gonna end up together there's a there's a there's a story here and then there was love. Uh, well there was a story but not the story i thought it was um but then also i watched this marathon and they don't get together but you're telling me you're telling me he almost he sacrifices himself for, for her. what am i supposed to do with that like i understand <laughs> You could take that to be friendship. I got it. But I'm just saying, how am I supposed to root for Katang when that is there? I can't. I can't. I'm just not. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry to listeners who ship Katang. I just can't. Don't can't apologize. Do it. It's not. It's not we're in gonna get to do it. First, we're going to get our first hate mail from this episode. <laughs> we lies. We ship. We ship Zuka. Uh, like, we all ships are welcome on this episode and so you know what i will say i do like me some zuka too uh that was probably the best thing from the renaissance the amount of zuka fan art oh yeah so good it's so good we have when we get to the boiling rock episode oh (laughs) i just i can't wait it's gonna be great (laughs) it's it's yeah i i have this idea one day i'll do it for a zuka fanfic and i haven't done it at a barber <gasps> shop and i just need to write it but like i only write as far as avatar is concerned uh zutara but there's just this one this like plot bunny in my head that i'm like i gotta wa- write this one shot because it's just <laughs> yep. so good <laughs> oh i love it great. i want all of it there's our we have so many friends jamie shout out and of course laura limpod uh we all came together and several friends like that was something probably with through the Renaissance that was my favorite part was all Azuka fan art. And uh, I discovered a love for that I didn't know I had. And you know what, Jet? You can come along too. It's okay. Um, okay. I- Jet can come along too. <laughs> that 
that's okay. <laughs> if, we, if we take anything from this episode, whether you ship Zutara or Zuka, I think we can all agree that Jack can come along too. Right, I know. Justice for God Jack. God damn it. Is that going to be the, the very long uh, episode title for this week? Is it just going to be Jack can come along too? Justice for Jack. Um, I know. Um, well. So do you want to read the synopsis and we can like actually talk about the beats of the episode? Heck we've, uh, we've yes. Been- Sorry, let's do. We've that. been on uh, the mother of all tangents, which is great. No, tangents are, are we're bread talking and butter. about we're talking about the show, and we're getting. Um, um, before I read the overview, I did want to say that while you you're the pain that you felt when uh, you realized that Zuko and Katara didn't canon end up together. Um, that the only equivalent I had because I did not get to watch like the full show like while it was going through. Um, I had to like go and watch on DVDs or like on on YouTube. Uh, <laughs> but. Uh, for me, the equivalent would probably be um, I was Team Jacob for Twilight. Oh, same. And so that just, that hurts so bad. It hurts yeah. so bad. And then we never heard from uh, Taylor Lautner, a.k.a. Jacob, a.k.a. Shirt Boy, ever AKA again. Shark Boy? I was hoping you were going to bring up Shark Boy. I was like, she better be going to Shark Boy with this. Yeah, <laughs> to the point where they Wikipedia didn't invite him Shark back Boy for here. the Shark Boy and Lava Girl reboot. I'm so yeah, upset about it. It was upsetting. Um, oh, I don't, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, well, here we go. The, the episode um, today... Uh, we get our good boy Zuko finally comes over to Team Avatar. Zuko follows Zuko follows Aang and his friends to the Western Air Temple, seeking to join their group. There, he desperately tries to prove to them that he has changed for the better. Fucking ads, no! <laughs> ah! Sorry, I'm reading this on my phone. Um, there he desperately tries to prove to them that he has changed for the better. It is only after Zuko helps save them from Combustion Man that he receives their acceptance as Aang's firebending teacher. However, Katara remains doubtful of Zuko's transformation to good and warns him of the consequences of any treachery that he might execute. Uh, yeah, Katara yeah, lays it indeed. down. Uh... Uh, it's a warning, a threat, a promise. It's a threat. It's a all those she, things. All three. Yeah. Well, we always joke about how this show. If you if you watch through it, looking for this, you'll notice it. It's like uh, when somebody explains to you what kerning is, you can't unsee it. Yeah. The show will never say like I'm gonna kill you or like you're gonna be dead or That's I. true. I could die. You never talk about dying. So Katara Gotta get, end, maintain that Y7 rating, y'all. She like has to talk around it so hard. She's like, I will make sure your destiny is stopped uh, to Permanently. Th- right then. Because I'll make sure your destiny ends right then and there. Permanently. Per- right then. Permanently. Like, is it's she, pretty she's dramatic. Like one of those, <laughs> she's like one of those conniving supervillains who's like, I want him taken care of. <laughs> To the point where you know, coming from Katara, that like she means business. Oh, she's not joking around. Um, She and from sorry, God. I was gonna say she's not joking around, and you know, for good reason. She has uh, past experience, as uh, I mentioned before in that episode uh, from Bossing Say. She's like, no, it's not. I don't see it for you. I'm. I'm sorry to say. She gave him his chance. She gave him the chance, and then she got burned and uh she's not taken metaphorically it. and I, yeah <laughs> but top got 
more than metaphorically burned this yeah. episode. Now, uh, I wanted to say that, like, I think from a writing perspective, it's a shame that the, that they were constrained in the way that they were. Because I really think that her looking Zuko deadass in the eye and just saying, I'll kill you, would have been awesome. <laughs> I agree. I sub- I think that a lot about Avatar. Like, I think it's important that it's the, it was made for the age group that it was. Because, you know, it's very transformative and for media that came after for kids like you can take tell serious stories to kids um however i just often think about just the level of story we uh the level of story we could have reached if we could have just like taken it up just like a notch or two i'm not saying let's go full like yeah we're not trying to make you you don't have to show blood of of (laughs) avatar but i'm just like maybe just like 13 14 year olds like just a a couple notches up so I do have in my very crusty, very like jaded uh, media loving heart. I I am hoping that if the Netflix show can be good, then maybe it'll get the chance to do a little of that. It'll it'll bring a little more adultness to the Agreed. to the story. Yeah. So here's speaking of like here's another uh, metaphorical burn because when they were still putting the cast together and writing the show and giving us drip feeding us little things until we finally just like a week ago so or go find out the full cast um they which is crazy because they wrapped shooting in like june (laughs) yeah uh gotta gotta keep that hype get that hype train going uh they told us that zuko was actually going they're going they were going to reverse the ages of katara and sokka so katara is going to be older and uh, Katar and Taka was going to be like the middle between, um, the, and Aang would still be, you know, 12 canonically. Um, but it, people were like, wait, what? Katara? Older? Zuka? So, wait, no, sorry. Uh, uh <laughs> yeah. Uh, Zutara? What? I'm trying not to hold out for it because I'm like, it's honestly, maybe it's even better if it's just romances. Like, part of me thinks that, you know, because I'm fine with, like, it doesn't have to be canon for it to be valid, okay? But I can't help it. Like, my shipper brain's like, oh, interesting. Really? Ah, okay. Mm." The eyeball emoji is just like me. (laughs) (laughs) I I feel like I want a t-shirt that says all your ships are valid, and then in very small font down below in parentheses it says, but not that one. (laughs) Wait, that's a great t-shirt. I would love that shirt because that is so much of what I preach. I'm like, all ships are valid. But like, then I'm like, well, you know, except that but one, these, they annoy me. They they do but, annoy me. I'm not but saying also, this character is old and this character is a child. So probably not. Okay, well, yes. No, there are, you know. There are some uh, ships that are just, uh, no. Yeah. Um, no. Uh, well. Uh, this is Sean Murray. <laughs> uh, No. So, yes, this episode, we are coming down from a pretty epic ending. Yeah, pretty epic finale. Um, Unfortunately, things did not go according to plan. Mm -hmm. Sokka is taking this pretty hard. All of Team Avatar is. And we see uh, those that came out with not as prisoners of war after their fall to the fire nation and the failed invasion. Um, so yeah. How are you, how are we feeling y'all? Let's do, let's do a a mental health check. (laughs) How are we feeling after that, that last episode? Cause like, 
like he i you know pipsqueak is gone like haru like his dad is back in a prison like Hakoda, like their dad um you know every, all the the heavy hitters and everything they had worked for and, and it's now you could also like, you could almost say our heroes are at their lowest point <laughs> here we are here we sense. are in the hero's journey <laughs> yeah yeah uh i Personally, this is like what I mean when I say I kind of just wish sometimes that the show was just notched up just a little bit. Like, I wish we could have spent a little bit longer in that moment because I'm like, your parents yeah. are straight up yeah. being in prison. And it feel, and it's, you know, they do the best they can. Like, I'm not, this is not even a critique of the show, really. Like, you do the best you can for the audience you're, you're speaking to. And I think they do it well. Right. But as a now adult watching it. I do feel like ah, that's a okay. So now we're just exploring the Western era temple. Like that was quick. Okay, sure. I mean that's sure. fine. <laughs> yeah. And like, oh look, this is look at this statue. Let me show well, you the pie it, show table. Right. So I'll say I'll say this. I feel like in a way I get what Aang is doing because it feels to me like a regression. Oh, absolutely. Right? In, the, in the first season, Aang would all the time just oh cool, let's go swimming with koi fish so I can avoid the crushing weight of my responsibilities and it feels to me like they have just suffered their lowest low and ang does what what so many people do what i do honestly i do this a lot when like something terrible happens is i like avoid and deflect conflicts conflicts averse us people what never (laughs) people love i mean i'm sure there are plenty of people i have friends who love conflict it is not me uh no thank you (laughs) Mm -mm. yeah well none of us Uh, here (laughs) So I get that kind of, and it feels to me like the show is is very roundabout, like exploring Aang's coping mechanisms on this. Oh, I agree. Um, I also, I didn't say it at the top, uh, have a project with my uh, friend Connie, who was supposed to he- be here, but uh, she's off doing Hi, other Connie. nerdy fun things. Um, but we uh, called the nerds are typing, and what we do is we go through like different properties in like Enneagram and MBTI type uh, different characters. Um, it's a whole lot of fun uh, if you're into personality typing stuff. Uh, and we talk about Aang a lot. Aang is a very interesting character because, yeah, he definitely is a run from conflict type of character. But not even just run from conflict, like run into his childhood sensibility. I mean, he is a child, let's be clear. Yeah. But uh, as far as like character growth, like he reverts back to his youngest and most innocent yeah. self, which when you really unpack is really, it's it's a whole lot. When you think about it, it's like, yeah, the weight of the trauma that he's experienced, like, wow, 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 wow. There's a lot there. Right. So much of Aang's decision-making can just boil down to a child dealing with unimaginable trauma. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and Katara def- immediately steps into her role as being like the caretaker and the and slightly older, not motherly, but, you know, with the lack of when their mm-hmm. mother was, was killed, had to, like, step into that role for Sokka and became that, you know, for Aang and just the whole group. And so she reverts to that and really is the protector for them. And Sokka is just like, I'm the idea guy. We got to keep going. Like, okay, that one didn't, like, work out. So step next step in the journey like what what we got like we got to figure this out we can't we can't take time to wallow and so they all kind of revert back to their um original and Toph I think is the one that has probably the lowest stakes here and is just or like doesn't has the least emotional baggage rather and it's just Mm -hmm. when they're trying when they're deliberating whether or not Zuko should be 
able to join the group. She's like, hey, you know what? Uh, it's not a coincidence. We were just realizing and lamenting the fact that Aang does not have a firebending teacher and one just shows up on our doorstep. And I'm sorry, but like, that's, that's not the universe aligning that I don't know what is. So like, get over it. This is another example of like the really good, like almost environmental storytelling that the show is doing because when they first arrive, uh, they're like, like Ang's, Ang's like we're here, and they're all like, "What do you mean we're here? It's just a cliff. I don't, I don't understand." And Toph is the first one to say, "It's beautiful," mm-hmm. because she can see it through the cliff. It's like a neat little detail. And I think that that Toph is very inclined to be on Team Zuko because I think that she can more more so than just even tell if someone is lying or not. I feel like she can detect someone's earnestness like through the earth. Mm-hmm. She did it with Iroh as well. No, I agree. I think she's the most observant of the characters. And yes, she's the most attached at, from Zuko specifically because, uh, you know, she came later in the journey and hasn't had the experiences all of them have had uh, with she's, him. She's the new person of the group who's not in on all the jokes yet. <laughs> right. And so she's just like, oh, never mind. If it's important, I'll find out. I don't know what y'all are talking about, but he seems like a cool enough person to me. Like, we don't have to be friends with him, but we need a teacher. Um, but I do think she is, it's like partly because of her powers that she can be observant and detect like literal, you know, uh, changes in behavior. But I do think she's just an observant character in general, maybe from her past and having to like operate in a more repressive, you know, culture and stuff, having to like keep her wits about her and stuff. Also become a possible crime lord in the process, you know. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> you know, using, but we all we all ha- go on our own uh, moral morality journey. journey. Exactly. It took Zuko a little bit longer, and uh, Toph chose to speed run it. So, um, <laughs> um, yeah. I, can we? I would love to take a minute here. Um, yes, we didn't fully unpack. Uh, uh, just unfortunately with like the episode, we don't get as much time as we wanted with the characters coming off their loss. And, um, but, and Zuko is all immediately like after he's just told off his dad and put that to rest is they're all coming together at the Western air temple. We get some flashbacks this episode with Zuko. And this was also um, immediately after when he was banished, this was the first place that he came with Iroh. And um, I really love that balance that we get throughout the episode going to seeing uh, the flashback that we have and Zuko being a complete brat and still saying, you know, we have to find the avatar and I don't care if like it takes us, we'll go to all the air temporals and search down the entire world and Iroh is still trying to talk him down and give his words of wisdom and Zuko... <laughs> yes, I know. I know. Pop. I hear our boy. I, wrote, I hear our boy. I wrote t- didn't deserve it, and Zuko <laughs> was mean. He's he like, must be heard. He he has an opinion that he just needs to share. And honestly, I think he's right. <laughs> I, I completely agree. Uh, he Puck has some of the the best insights. He's his like he's our own Iroh. He's he's teaching <laughs> us. So he doesn't have to speak with words, but he is giving us uh. Plenty of wisdom how to get through this stressful world that we live in. Um, yeah, I so we that I, we get that duality, and then after the flashback, we'll see um, Zuko kind of just you know like smile or just like think yeah. back onto or like shake his head like 
damn, I was a fool. I'm just like, sorry, Iroh. Uh, <laughs> Zuko's working on Zuko's working on his like YouTube intro sequence. Hello, Zuko here. But I guess you probably already know me, sort of. Uh, so the thing is, he's like, "What's up? What's up, gang? It's your boy Zuko. <laughs> How's it going? Like, like, smash that like button." He, he's giving he, he's giving it a practice in what you think might be a mirror, but no, to a frog. You know, you, everybody everybody starts yeah, somewhere yeah. with their audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it's, it makes it less creepy if you gotta talk to something, even if it's a stuffed animal or a frog. Yeah, you know, we all make it work. And um, I just gotta say. I don't know how better you could do in Zuko's situation. Like there is, there is no, it doesn't matter what multiverse you're in. There is no scenario where this could have gone 100% smoothly for him. Oh no, absolutely not. Like it's so awkward. And I just literally love how he's just like, hello, Zuko here. Um, But there's literally no reality, even if he wasn't so, so adorable. Like he, he, there was no way it was going to go well for him, but he had to try. And that's what I think is so endearing about his character is that he was set up for failure, but he knows he has to make this right. So he does it anyway. And that I just, I just love. I love Zuko. Yeah. Uh, well, before he does show up, um, Aang is giving us a lovely tour. And I just, we have to talk very briefly about the architecture of the temple and how it, uh, and I, um, the, uh, I forget his name. Um, the character, the, the mechanist son who is in the wheelchair. Um, I have to look this up. I feel so bad. Teo. Uh, Teo. Um, yeah, so Teo points out that this place is wild. It's nothing like the other air temples, and it's because it's not. It's built into a cliff, and these buildings or these temples, like towers, these pagodas, whatever they are, just straight up, like, hanging upside down from the underside of this cliff. And I would be very nervous, and I'm just like, how? How in the world were these things built? They had to have had, like, help from earthbenders to oh, carve those buildings mm-hmm. out of the side of the cliff. Wind can weather rock, had, like, but not that much. <laughs> yeah. You think they had like earthbending contractors come over? <laughs> it, it, it was probably like, you know, the like uh, alliance between like elves and dwarves where like elves would go like in Lord of mm-hmm. the Rings or the Rings of Power <laughs> would be like, hey, dwarves, can you help us out? We need some stuff built. And the dwarves are like, all right, pay us. And... The- <laughs> The earthbenders show up and they insult. They like say that the air air airbenders stole a stone slab and they're using as a table. Oh, this is a very very important uh, stone in our in our in our culture. Yeah. I can't believe y'all would do this. Right? You're, 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 I mean, we, air, the nomads, of course, are like, "Oh my god, we're so sorry! Like, please take it back." They strap it to the back of a sky bison and like on on their way home. Boy, that sky bison <laughs> It's not flying too high. It's more like a hover no. bison, you know? <laughs> it's like a, a drone height. Um Air Appa. So so you were talking Delia, you were talking about earlier about this. Uh, personality typing. So this is something new to me. Of course, I'm familiar oh. with different fan fictions, and um, so uh, and Zuko. You're talking about like Myers Briggs stuff, or 
Yeah. Um, so there's my, we usually work with, uh, uh, sorry. Uh, we usually work with, uh, Myers Briggs and Enneagram. So the thing is, Perfect. Connie is like our Myers Briggs as- expert and I'm like the Enneagram expert. Um, like Great. we do both, both of us do both. Um, but, uh, so your question was about, um, Zuko, I guess. Yeah, because uh, Zuko's your favorite character. And yes, so Aang yes. came up. I'm interested, you know, we get a lot of Aang and Zuko back and forth in this episode. So what is your take on Zuko as give us the lowdown on his so character So in brief, I'll keep it brief because again, uh, Zuko's my favorite. Could talk about him um, forever and always. So our take is that Zuko is an ISFJ. If anybody's familiar with Myers-Briggs, that's his Myers-Briggs mm-hmm. type. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's introverted, um, sensing, feeling, judging is, uh, what those are. And then as for his, um, Enneagram type, he's a type six, which is, uh, basically they're very anxious, (laughs) but a six specifically can also appear like very aggressive because it's kind of like a fight or flight. Like there's two ways it can show up. It can be like a very like scared, like flight type of being or like somebody who's like very much like gonna fight you in the face of fear and turns his fear into action and can appear quite aggressive um in very very brief like there's a very a lot of nuance um we did a live stream like a couple months back and it went quite long because uh azuko took a took up a lot of time (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, when you have the one of the best uh, character redemption arcs of all time, you need it to give it its just due. Oh, absolutely. It's, especially because, like, it's very controversial. A lot of people have typed him as different ways and I had to be like, no, no, no. He's not this because of that and going through his whole arc. Um, and Gotta go up to bat for my boy Zuko. <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, look, I'm not saying I'm right on this, except... I feel right about this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Speak. not saying I'm right, but I am saying that you're all wrong. Exactly. That is Speaking, the <laughs> speaking your truth. So, um, but yeah, that's it. Those are his types. And it's very, it, it captures, I think, my favorite part is just that there's a lot of juxtaposition with Zuko. Like, he's very hard and soft at the same time. Like, I love a character mm-hmm. with like a hard, hard outer shell and a soft underbelly, which isn't exactly him, but you know, like, I love that that like duality in characters in general. Um, and I think it really captures that in Zuko. Why do good girls like bad guys? <laughs> Zuko does like a cringe TikTok. Oh. <laughs> he would oh my gosh, Zuko would have been so cringe on TikTok. <laughs> his in his his first phase, and then he would rebrand and then we'd be like, oh, okay, this is a better version. <laughs> um I think with Zuko and that conversation with the frog and just trying to like hype himself up knowing that he's facing these people who just like you know days if or weeks if not days ago was trying to hunt down and turn into his father and you know take over the world no big deal um Mm -hmm. but we have probably been all in some i'm trying to think of a similar situation not on this scale but so that one time last week where my fa- my dad, the Fire Lord, was <laughs> threatening to take over the world. <gasps> Funny, you know, yeah, you know, it's a rite of passage, really. In between laundry and our game of Yahtzee, remember? <laughs> Who amongst us do- doesn't have a megalomaniac parent? You know, yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> yeah, no, I definitely, I think that's what also makes Zuko such a great character and so well loved is we can all relate to some, like, we've all messed up. Like, that's none of us here are perfect. Like, we've all messed nope. up yeah. and had to own up to it. And like, whether or not, not we, me, never. Uh, oh, never. okay. Mine is Zach. The rest of us have all messed up at some point. <laughs> and, you know, whether or not we've done it as well, like owning up to it and, you know, making amends as well as Zuko ends up doing, um, you know, that differs from person to person. But I think that feeling of very clearly seeing your past actions and being like, oh, okay, that was bad. And having to reckon with that is very familiar to, you know, anyone. That's kind of what it is to be human a little bit. Every time Zuko thinks about his time hunting the Avatar, it's the exact feeling that you get when like the the like Facebook time machine goes like, hey, look at this post you made like, 10 oh. years ago. Weren't you a piece of shit back then? <laughs> yeah. And then you get to Korra and what you what like, of course, over the, sh- the course of the show and how it was banned over years, but in reality covers a span of like, you know, a couple months or a couple years, you know, once Aang in the hundred years and he wakes up like, you know, they, they speed run it a little bit, but like uh, versus the amount of time. Um, crap, where was I going with this? No, it was good. It was good. Um, oh, with Korra. And then, like, so they are what seems like a long time to us really isn't that long for Zuko. It's, uh, you know, maybe like a couple years max. Mm-hmm. And then when once we get when they defeat the Fire Lord, they get to Korra, like they spend the rest of their years as friends. And so you reflect back on it and... Uh, it's like, yeah, I'm sure when he's looking back on his old TikToks and Instagram posts, it's like, damn, I, can we delete those? Like, I need a, grab them from the internet, please. Has to go, has to go and find a new handle and someone already has, um, you know, a good one and just, yeah, it's, but you know, he, he, he made it. You understand, I lip I lip synced to an entire Evanescence album. It was cringe. (laughs) Uh, well, I can t- like, and he definitely and Dahlia you're right about him being so relatable and just all of us having that moments of like, damn, we fucked up. And I, my feeling of redemption that I had with Zuko and being like, damn, I fucked up and just having that conversation you just didn't want to have. I was in seventh grade and my neighbor down the street when I, we went to the same middle school um, and his mom was very involved at the school and would drive us like a couple days a week. And it was quite lovely. And, you know, the there's one week where, you know, they were out of town, maybe on vacation or something. So she couldn't drive us. And she was still like, like, hey, I, Alex, can you please like, um, here's some invitations. She was like on head of PTA, like, you know, super mom, uh, super soccer mom. She drove the, the whole van, everything. Um, and... She's like, hey, Alex, can you do me a favor and drop these invitations off to the office? And it was like for some upcoming event uh, that was like for meant for students to like take home to their parents and like for them to like for the parents RSVP is a whole thing. So it was a fancy event. These were nice invitations. And I was like, yeah, totally got it. Um, I did not have it. And I totally forgot to hand the invitations in. All I had to do was take them to the office and just give them to the secretary. And she would have been like, yep, we're good. Thanks. And, oh, no. she, and she was going to deliver them to the students. I just had that one simple job and they just sat. You pulled a bob with the carnations. Mom, you can't tell dad I screwed this up. He was so on top of it with pre-ordering the flowers and I, I 
reopen the envelopes. Right. I'm sure Dad totally nailed his end of this. Just burned a hole in the bottom of my book bag. Like, you know, like burning like Zuko's like when he burns Toph. It's just like, I didn't mean for it to happen. But they just, and like afterwards, when you know you fucked up, you're just like, I'm just going to ignore it. If it just like sits in the bottom of my locker and like, it's fine. Like there's other newsletters that go out. Like the parents will figure it out. It's fine. It's fine. And I'm like, just going to play them. And well, um, did not work out that way. And, um, so my dad was one day asking like, Oh, you know, um, you know, did like asking randomly, did you hand those, like those investigations? Oh yeah, totally did it. Um, well then what is this? that and it turns out when my mom had gone to clean my book bag there was the it, she found the invitations in the bottom of my book bag all crunched up and my dad confronted them with and was like because like you know jody or like the mom had like called our house and was like hey did like alex ever like you know deliver those just making sure like the secretary like said she didn't get them yada yada so um my dad found the invitations and confronted me my lie and was like you have to go down and tell her and i'm at this point bawling like no don't make me do it like no like you lied and you have to do the right thing and so like the most shamed i've ever like one of the most shameful moments of my young life uh and just walking down the street and knocking on her door and having to like give her the invitations and like you know own up to my mistake and you know of course she was a lovely lady and was very like nice about it but still it was um well yeah not a lovely experience it was hard it was really hard Mm -hmm. so but i didn't do that again or maybe i did who knows (laughs) like the the amount that you learn for those lessons i can tell you or or maybe i did i can't remember (laughs) zuko there could be thousands more invitations sitting in book bags all over my my past for all i know zuko um definitely probably did a better job than i did but at any rate that's that's my 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 walk of shame story (laughs) we all have them i look back i'm definitely the type of person who's very uh, much worse when i was younger but like i can be pretty judgmental not in the way like you know you typically think it like oh my gosh what is she wearing not that like i have a tendency to think i'm right in a lot of things (laughs) and it was way worse i was definitely that know-it-all kid like absolutely 100 percent was um actually yeah i was the um actually kid and so I was also an I'm actually kind of guy I for sure. I look back at my like youth and like the conversations I'd have with friends or things I would tell people or write to people because I just thought I was right. I knew everything. And I'm like, you shouldn't be doing that. Like just so judgmental. And then now as an adult in hindsight, understanding like, you know, how complex people can be. Also, I, sometimes I just straight up wasn't right. And like how nasty I was to people. Not nasty. Like it would have come. I didn't mean it to be that way. But like in hindsight, I can see how that would have been received. And I just... Oh, the cringing that Zuko does about like his past, like when he said that <laughs> Uncle Iroh, I just look at past know it all mean. I'm like, oh my gosh, oh no, oh no. Oh, yeah. You know, Zach was an angsty, like teenage edgelord. So, like, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. I was one of those like, like asshole atheists who was like, oh, I also, I don't believe in God, but also I think God is dumb. <laughs> You're dumb for liking I'm gonna him. tell you about it, all right? <laughs> <laughs> and it's obviously you know toxic behavior but yeah, uh, yeah. well I was definitely hermione granger a little mini hermione so it's <laughs> we all have our problems 
Yeah, you, the wisest witch of her age. Um, you know, we just have to reframe it. So yeah. I want I want to talk briefly about um when Zuko first shows up. Yeah. He uh he he waltzes into camp and he's just like sup. <laughs> Gives his pitch, <laughs> everyone- his YouTube pitch. Yeah, it's like dun 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 dun. It's like Shark Tank. They're all just like waiting there. Hi ready sharks. He's like, hi. he's like, hi sharks. Listen, I know I used to be part of uh, Evil Incorporated, but I've uh, I've reworked the brand, and I'm here to present to you my new shiny good person Incorporated. I'm bad at naming things. I'm sorry. What's so funny is like his strongest point is that he could teach. Ang firebending, like that's his strongest point of all. But he throws it in at the end. He's like, "Oh, and also I could teach you firebending." Sorry, I forgot. Yeah. Oh, and point. by the way, uh, I offer lessons. Uh... <laughs> I'm like, you should have uh, led I... with that, buddy. <laughs> uh, I didn't hear an "I'm sorry" either at first. So you know, yeah. but you know, we it's like we all get there, we rehearse it as much as we want to, and then opening nights comes. You're on the spot, and you just it your mind goes blank. So, but like, imagine. Imagine if, like, Sparky Sparky Boom Man had killed one of them. Imagine if oh he had killed goodness. one of them, and then Zuko shows up to try to, like, join the team, and they're like, fuck you, our friend died. Oh. Literally about to push you off this cliff right now. Like, not even yeah. joking. Like, There's I don't... no way he would have, yeah. like, he, have been redeemed. The darkest lucky. timeline. Yeah. Oh, that's also a negative trait that, or, like, a fatal flaw of mine is I am so so bad at keep like i feel like i have to give all the details like this person's like no this is critical information and like or i'll just say something without like realizing oh that was probably a bad idea i or, didn't need or, to say that um when like hey alex what were, where were you last night at eight and you're like oh i was uh watching uh nickelodeon with uh, zach we were on the couch and it was a little <laughs> uncomfortable because he had all the pillows but i didn't want to be rude about it people were like it's so much details she must be she must be guilty. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I feel Zuko in that moment. And to Zuko, my guy, did he need to confess? No, but you're trying to do the right thing. He's just coming clean. Too clean. No secret. So now they know that Sparky Sparky Boom Man is his fault. Oh, yeah. But honestly, even after all of that, like, if I'm Aang and I see Appa lick Zuko three times, like, that's it. I'm, I'm convinced. Like, I trust my dog's opinions of people far more than any human in the history of time. <laughs> I 100% agree. I, To me, the case was, I mean, obviously we see Zuko's backstory, so we know. But to me, the case is, you know, shut and closed when Appa licks him because Appa knows a real one. He's not like, <laughs> Appa gave you the okay, so I don't under, like, that, that would have been me if I was on the gang. I would have been like, I don't get it, and- but since Appa's cool with it, I guess I'm cool with it. <laughs> Sokka's like, he doesn't like Zuko. He just wanted the honey in his pocket. And Zuko's like, I thought what we had was honorable. <laughs> oh, yes. Well, you know, Zuko is such a good boy and a good judge of character. And I I take his endorsement. Like, I'm uh, if I were a judge on Shark Tank, I would Let's be go. Rod or I would be Robert because just like Robert, I'm a sucker for any deal with a dog. So, <laughs> Appa we, rolls over. 
We got to do the Airbud treatment where like we decide the president by taking both candidates and putting them equidistant from Appa and then they both try to call him over. <laughs> Whoever he goes to is the new president. <laughs> um I I much prefer I think the I I have faith in our elect elector electoral not our electoral. I have Way more faith in the Oppa method, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was like, I don't know. I think the Oppa method actually might work. <laughs> <laughs> it's simple and straightforward. Yeah, let's just give it a shot. What do we have to lose? <laughs> we were just saying that uh, my dog is a better judge of character than uh, people. So, you know what? Yes, absolutely. Oppa method, let's go. Um, I, who has the best argument here? I mean... I, I'm probably aligning, Sokka is my favorite character, so as much as, uh, Jelly, as much as you like Zuko, that's my love for Sokka, so I'm- I do love Sokka. I'm in it to know that my friend, I can't, somebody in the Black Nerds Create community, I can't remember, it might be Nicole, Nicole, if you're listening to this, and it wasn't you, you can let me know, um, and also, sorry for not crediting whoever came up with this, but we kind of talked about, uh, uh zuka fan art but specifically Sokka fan art i have there is a lot of hot Sokka, and so we call him snacka when artists <laughs> when artists draw hot Sokka, that's snacka and i just need you to know that oh my god that's so funny we will put the right please find the right person to credit that because like they deserve yeah like, I'll that ask needs to be because i just can't remember and it's been so 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 long standing at this point in the community that I can't remember where it originated, but I will ask because it's I, more people need to know. <laughs> That's ask, awesome. We need to spread the snack word. Like yes, exactly the good snack word <laughs> that we I I ascribe to the ship of Zuka, and uh, instead of the Eucharist, we have the snack of the <laughs> yeah, just something eat it up. Uh, yeah, the snack of chef's kiss. <laughs> Tr- truly a gift. Uh, I knew. I was excited to have you on Delia. Thank you. <laughs> you. Snacka is so good. That's so funny. Um, well, so yeah, I, I'm with Sokka's opinion, who's kind of indifferent and is like, no, like you, you, mm, like he's not sure, but ultimately like, sorry fam, but like you're, 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 you're bad guy. Bad guy's bad. Hmm. Bad guy gone to bad. Yeah, and then the- he's like, so-, so Zuko's sitting there in a in a in a group meeting with Wreck-It Ralph and uh, and Bowser, and he's like, "You are not Zangief." Is like, "You are not bad guy. You are just because you are a bad guy does not mean you are bad guy." You know? <laughs> and Zuko's like, "Yeah, I guess that's true." <laughs> wow, you're really making points. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well. And the rest of the episode, I feel, you know, is pretty straightforward, you know. Toph goes to visit Zuko. The and pitch doesn't go well. He leaves feet dejected in shame back to his camp, and he's truly rough in it. You know, he, he doesn't even have a true tent. It is like a lean-to with just a cloth that he has draped over a branch. Um, and T- Toph just goes, uh, hot footing over. ha <laughs> ha. I'll I'll leave. I'll get out of here. How I'm dare sorry. you? <laughs> uh, yeah. I I mean, and 
it, it later they reconcile, but I, I can't see Zuko behaving any differently in this situation. Like someone was approaching and mm-hmm. you were scared. And what does the thing do when they're scared? Like they, they do, they try to defend themselves. Zuko's like, why didn't Toph just walk up and go, Hey, Toph here. <laughs> Zuko's like, isn't that how you're supposed to interact with people? Isn't that how everybody, That's yeah, how everybody does introduces it. I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah. Actually, it wasn't until watching it this time around. I've always disliked that part because I just, to me, it just makes sense. Like, why is he having to apologize? Like, I get it. He did harm and whatever. But I'm like, but it truly wasn't. Toph snuck up on him in the middle of the night. What else was he going to do? But it wasn't. This man has been banished and on high alert from dangers for his entire teenage life. Like, hello, he tried to kill his dad. Like. Yeah. Loki, like I mean, that was that would have been the outcome if things had gone, you know, right. Uh, so you know, let's 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 be realistic. Uh, I think it makes sense that he did what he did. But uh, w- when I was watching it this time, I kind of realized, like, okay, first of all, yes, it might have been an accident. However, a Toph doesn't know that Toph is blind. Like she doesn't know, like, oh, did he really like see me coming, or did he see me and then like. I, you know, there's confusion there. And also, I realize at the end, he does apologize, but he maintains that it's an accident. Because I think often in, like, TV shows, this will happen mm-hmm. a lot where something will be a truly an accident. But then it's not really acknowledged yeah. by the characters. Characters just get mad. And it's never acknowledged. I'm like, no, that person still... It was still an accident. Like, they could still apologize, but it was an accident. And so... It happens in rom-coms constantly. All the time. All the time. Literally, I, I'm thinking of the scene in uh, in Bruce Almighty, I think, where, like... This woman like accosts him, like there's nothing he can do about it. And then like he's like, wait, no, like that wasn't what it looked like. And like he ends up having to apologize for it, even though it like he was basically like assaulted. Right. It's like it's I I get you're trying what you're trying to do with the story, but sometimes it feels forced. Mm-hmm. And I had always felt that way about this part of the episode where like Toph gets hurt because then Toph's like they asked Toph uh like oh did he but he did burn you and he, she was like yeah well i guess like it, even she at first yeah, like it was an even accident. she and is like, like yeah well technically yeah he did burn me so i guess now yeah well we get like, i kind of deserved it from sneaking for sneaking up on him like that we we get the big payoff this episode and i feel to, to pad out that you know 20 or that 30 minute runtime like with commercials uh you needed to have like i guess that's this episode's b plot because there really isn't another B plot here. It's just uh I want to know like why in God's green earth would Aang be like I know where we can be safe. One of the four locations my people dwelled in. Like it seems like he's 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 putting a giant beacon over his head and being like, "Hey, F- Fire Nation, if you just thought off the top of your head the first four or five locations I could be in, I'm in one of those." Like the the west, what is it? The Western Air Temple. Yes. It just it's it's probably the closest one too, which is why they fled to it. Like it just doesn't make any. It feels like obviously they they might go there, <laughs> and the and the Fire Nation has airships. So, which well they later. let them they <laughs> yes it does, and they also let them Azula let them get away. Like um, they're mm-hmm. like um, it's almost like at the end of Pirates of the Caribbean when. Uh, Commodore Norrington is, you know, like, I oh, we could afford well, a day's head start or something like that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, let uh, Captain Jack Sparrow get all, and our boy, my boy, Will Turner, get away for another day because, you know, pirates. That's, I'm, I, and back in the debate, pirates versus ninjas, I was pirates. All oh, the way. I, I love pirates. I 
truly just love pirates. I love Pirates of the Caribbean. I It's just it's an unfair playing field, right? Because with pirates you got a lot of character and like sing songy, like jovial goodness, and then ninjas are just Ninjas don't have tea shanties, so they, and they're just they're just super quiet all the time and they just they kill and then blend into the shadows. Like they, they right. gotta have no chill. Ninjas have no chill. Right. I mean ninjas are saying. cool, but like in the in in the debate it's pirates, obviously. <laughs> Always. Ninjas are cool, but they have no chill. <laughs> uh so yeah, I think here yeah, we're getting we're getting to to the end of it. So Yeah, we, we get this big epic like battle. Mm-hmm. With uh, Combustion Sparky man. Sparky Boom yes. Man, because I refuse to call him anything else. That's his um, name. I think it, I saw yeah, his birth certificate. It's on there. <laughs> it's on there. <laughs> they had to like awkwardly write the man part under the line. Because yeah, there was enough like, space. So yeah, yeah. And we get a lot of really masterful. Like, there's a there's a part where, and Alex pointed this out on the episode that happens. Like Katara creates this giant wall of water oh, and then so turns cool. it all into like icicles and goes, that shoot at the boom. sky. Oh, it's so cool! And he just kind of like blocks it. It shouldn't like, work. It, he should it be, shouldn't work. He should be very injured. Again, he should be skewered. If we could match up the rating just a little bit, I'm saying you would just see He'd be a little ice pin cushion. Right. He could still be alive, but he should have absolutely yeah. ice daggers like sticking out of his arms at the very least. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I really like this. The fight sequences in general and after, I'm sure y'all have talked about it, about it at length, are just fin- fantastic. I As as an animator myself, they're just masterful work. Yeah, I love seeing them. They're so creative. I just, to be in their minds when they were, when they, when they created them, I just would love to because they're just so good. Especially for, and I know, mm. not to like speak down to kids shows, but especially when you think of what was available at the time, it's just impressive. There's something so magical to me about like we we look at all these different magic systems, right? Harry Potter, it's a it's a it's a motion of the wand, and usually there's auditory uh, stuff. Mm-hmm. In um, I had one more example lined up, and I can't remember what it was. Uh, but then we go to Avatar, and it is body movements, and that's just so. There's something such so like flow like about. Mm-hmm the the like body movements and they add a lot of emphasis to the elements when they happen it feels like the body movement always really closely corresponds to like what the bending is actually doing oh absolutely and i just i'm so interested in all it's, of it and, and it's so effective because it feels visceral because like we can move our bodies right so you can almost feel what it would be like to stomp on the ground like you know i mean i don't know any martial arts but if i did you could almost feel how that energy transfer could make that happen like it's uh, it makes it so much easier to buy into the world i love it obsessed and there's something really great about the fact that you could strip away the uniform the the colors of the characters like fabrics you could strip away all of the actual elements that are bending and just look at the person's movements and you could tell oh he's fire he's earth bending oh yeah he's fire bending easily and it's just that's that's just good World building and storytelling. Especially with such consistency. It is. They did have, and uh, their name's escaping me, but there was a consultant they had Mm -hmm. for the series Mm -hmm. that was based in various martial arts and would intentionally... um, Stylized it. Yeah, for sure. Like Waterbenders, I think, are stylized after Tai Chi. I don't remember the other ones, but... um, Mm -hmm. It's so good. I So anytime... Again, this is a relative to what we've seen, especially the episodes we came off of. It's a smaller... 
um, fight scene. But even just seeing how non-benders work, like Sokka's mind works, um, and seeing Katara do her bending, I just, every time I'm like, oh, I love this show. <laughs> it's just Sokka could have easily been the 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 blundering character that can't do anything right mm-hmm. and like always screws up and stuff and instead he has become just an ex- exceptionally competent like fighter he throws that boomerang and like he like bends he bends his head out from the thing for like a second and he just goes all right well here it goes and just fucking nails it like incredible an incredible so shot such an incredible shot all the people who hate on fighters, like whenever you pick fighter class, your D and D character, and it's just like, oh, you're like, oh, you're a super a fighter, basic bitch. You get proficiency in all the weapons, and you get you get a D you get a D ten, and yeah, you're cool, I guess. You you picked fighter. Here's your pumpkin spice latte and your UGG boots. You basic basic person uh, okay yeah. i don't go to D. i've always wanted to but just have never ever played i like mm-hmm. am so fascinated by it. i think it's so cool uh would love to learn but uh so i didn't have any context i was like oh i don't understand what a fighter but that that analogy i was like oh okay i understand yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. whereas like you know you have like wizards who could do crazy and sorcerers do crazy magic and yeah druids who can transform into animals and then you have a fighter who swings sword good <laughs> he swings so real good he usually has shield so i love that <laughs> they gave Sokka, who was, oh, just a person, like, or just a hunter, or just a fighter, like, gives him so much purpose, and finally just gives him the moment and the payoff of the boomerang saga, like, comes full circle, and it was it was so well done, and we were all here waiting for it, so. I'm surprised Sokka wasn't, like... When they were discussing whether or not for to let Zuko join, I wasn't. I was surprised Sokka wasn't like, listen, like even if he is lying to us, like we can use him. We can use him to get Ang some firebending experience, and then we can throw him in the stockades for all we care. Yeah, and I think I really. Oh, I was just gonna say, I really do like again. What turned me around this episode is that you know, essentially the fact that he hurts Toph is what brings Ang around because he's like, oh, mm-hmm. this is someone who understands the danger of fire, and that is why I'm going to. Trust him to teach me firebending, which I think was mm-hmm. a really altogether like maybe execute not my favorite way, but it ends up working. I think mm-hmm, yeah. for sure, I definitely agree. I don't think someone needed to get hurt and like still be like it's cool. Like yeah, I, I think there could have been other ways where they could have showed that Zuko was being genuine. Um, but we get the start of the two of our favorite chips and uh uh, you know one is starting out not so hot or maybe too hot actually because yeah right 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 or ice cold if you're katara because she is all daggers those daggers (laughs) that did not do do anything to sparky sparky boom man are just oof yeah, but it feels like it feels like one of those rom-com kind of like like tensions where like they could get into a really tense argument and then it literally just cuts to like them slamming against the wall, like <laughs> making out and stuff. That's like uh, 90% of the Zutara fandom. So, yes, accurate. 
Uh, whereas we get when Zuko finally shows up and like he gets into his room and is like super awkward and uh, as Dalia said my word I have not heard in a long time but totally miss from my vocabulary being adorable uh, <laughs> Sokka's yeah. even more adorable and comes around and is like so like here's your room and um, lunch is uh, gonna be in just a little bit so let me know if you need anything like being the perfect host and so yeah. sweet. So I was like, if you get cold in the middle of the night, my room's right next door. I'm just saying. I'm just putting it out He didn't out say there, it out loud, okay? but he said it with his eyes. We, I- He did. He said it with his eyes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we're uh, we're totally seeing what you're laying down, Sokka, and the the one it's the it's the one bed trope <laughs> that Tina always jokes about. It turns Sokka's like, oh, I guess we have to share this room. Well, dang it, there's only one. I bed. cannot confirm, but I am so sure that fanfic like exists where he shows up to the Air <laughs> Temple and it's like, oh no, we didn't know you were gonna come. We don't have an extra room. You yeah, can stay with me, I guess. <laughs> God, that's so on it. Uh, or it's either that or like you find out that Sokka's uh, the huge softy and he's actually just sleeping out with Appa and like keeping him <laughs> company and, and warm. And uh, that's where Zuko ends up. And yeah, here we are. That story definitely happened. That's how it happened, y'all. And that's the end of the episode. Yay! Zuko joined Team Avatar. And- he picked a lane. <laughs> Yay. Such a and- long journey. I know. And also, Zuko, it just happened to like notice the Sky Bison leaving, but nobody from the Fire Nation army also noticed where they were going. Zuko just figured it out. Nobody else seemed to be able to. Yeah, but you know what? Uh, well, it... It wasn't also the, the line with uh, with uh, with Toph and her feet getting burned. They also, like, you know, he had to spill the beans in order for him to stand up to Combustion Man. And, you know, it was like the episode of Adventure Time when the Ice King orders out a hit on Finn and Jake. And he's like, yeah, I I want you to hit him. I want you to hit him really hard. Like, punch him. That's what him. a hit is, right? And <laughs> That's what ordering a hit means, right? And now Zuko realizes, like, shit, I don't want you to actually kill them. Like, I wanted you to get some, like, some dirt on them, maybe. Like, I'll pay you more money. Like, what do you want? And, like, sticks up for them. And so that was ultimately what won them over. And um, <laughs> I lo- loved his speech. I loved his end speech. And we, you know, Zuko and his otter, like all it's like the action figure his one catchphrase the entire show to do the shark tank pitch again it's sparky sparky boo man this time and he's like hey sharks <laughs> i've got a proposition for you i'm gonna kill that kid over here. and zuko's like wait wait i'll pay you twice what you're asking for 10 percent of you not killing that kid <laughs> he's like nope sorry i'm just here for the publicity and then he goes fucking attacks <laughs> well i I was going to say, I like this speech, though, like where he brings his honor and he finally defines it for himself. What Iroh was trying to tell him all the along. entire time. It's not. And he didn't even need a really good Iroh uh, like, impression to do it either. But he needs to give himself some slack because his impressions of Iroh and Azula were on yeah. point. Zuko, you have to look within yourself. To save yourself from your other self. Listen, Avatar. I can join your group, or I can do something unspeakably horrible to you and your friends. Your choice. They were so good. 
Yeah. You must find only when you find your true self to reveal itself from itself. <laughs> will you find your second self is against your first self? I'm Iro. <laughs> something something T. <laughs> uh so with all that wrapped up, uh, I think it might be time to uh, roll some dice and hand out some experience points. Uncle, do you realize what this means? I won't get to finish my game. Shouldn't there be a board or some pieces or something to jangle? I won Dungeons and Dragons and it was advanced. Evil or maybe chaotic neutral? The Demogorgon! <laughs> We're a deep shit. You've been shot by an arrow. Ow! Well, there'd be penalties to her experience if she acted out of alignment. So I'll go first, and I'm, I've am i got to just straight up give my nat 20 to the boomerang toss. I was going to say, it's got to be the boomerang toss. Yeah, okay. we, we let's just all, like, we all know yeah, that's going to be The boomerang it. toss is the quintessential, like, natural 20. Yeah. Like, the perfect roll, the perfect dice roll. It's just like, all right, you're going to, you can only hit... He's like around the bend. The only way you can hit him is on a natural 20, and then he just rolls that die, and boom, there it is. It's like in Stranger Things when they roll yeah. that 20 and Vecna eats shit. And so one of you start with the with the nat fails since we've, we've found our universal nat 20 this episode. Yeah, I think my failure is just going to be tough. When she was trying to sneak up on our guy and <laughs> was all about like, she was the one that was rational. She was the one to trying to tell everyone else on in the gang, like, no guys, like, we Aang needs a firebender teacher and he just showed up. Like, why are why wouldn't we let him join our crew? Mm-hmm. And then like you would think that tough, my gal, like, I know you can't see, but you can really actually see better than anyone else here. Mm-hmm. And like you, well, you don't have like the yeah, you would think that you have the the wherewithal to know to sneak up. Yeah. This is a thought that I actually had just recently, is that like it it's possible that Toph doesn't necessarily always internalize the difference between like the implications between night and day. Like she could have thought that she was just waltzing up to, cause I, I know she understands that like, obviously at nighttime when the crickets are out or whatever, like it's harder to see, but still it's not a thing that is immediately, you know, feedback, like recognizable to her because it's no she different can't see it. to her. That is so interesting. Right. I, Literally, I'm having a moment. That is actually <laughs> a very, very good point. Like, people can tell her, like, oh, well, at night we can't see as well. It's like, what difference does that make to her? That doesn't mean anything to her. So, so if you sneak up on someone at night, it has implications that you're, like, trying to harm them. That's that's a fair point. I'm going to I'm have to say with that, that's a fair point. <laughs> well, now I feel shitty for giving my <laughs> No, I was going to gonna say that's a really good talk. <laughs> really good fail because I thought I almost gave that as my fail I was gonna say that's good uh I think you should stand by it but it's an interesting take on the situation mm-hmm. I think it's I an do interesting angle. I like how you know what we're all about visibility and you know I and Toph does she's always making blind jokes like but this one she had to finally like be the person to call out like her like and not like and I'm the one that's supposed to be blind right. like come on y'all like <laughs> it's very uh, good it's very obvious now as um, it goes on the team. I'm going to give my fail right as this DC helicopter passes by. Uh, it's going to be very loud. Man, this helicopter is always flying over the Shire. <laughs> yeah, there's Crazy. a lot of helicopters in the Shire. It's really yeah, loud. Yeah, they, oh my god, they, they the, the Nazgul are now like, they have <laughs> like mechanized <laughs> dragons. Oh no. Da- 
<laughs> Delia has a uh, a Hobbiton like background for her Zoom it, for you listeners who don't have the uh, uh, privilege of being in this call with us. Yeah. So my fail. <laughs> now that that that's passed by, we're safe. Everything's right. fine. No Nazgul here. Um, <laughs> military or otherwise. Um, it's gonna go to Aang actually. Uh, going back to how much he regresses and becomes so conflict avoidant, which I understand. Absolutely. However, there is quite a big discussion that needs to be had and a job that needs to be done. And he, you know, we get where we're going where we're going with the show. So like we see where it goes. Um, but I think just for that, those moments in the episode, it, it's a fail. It's a fail on his part, I think. It is. Mm-hmm. And you know what, though? Like we can we're going to justify it because we kind of pulled an ang. Like we watched through the entire rest of the season and then realized yeah, so uh, we're not going to end the... We, we're going to take a break. Come on, let me show you the pie <laughs> show room. Like, this is fine. Like, yeah, we don't have to end the show right now. Uh, <laughs> and and our uh, uh, our podcast crew was like, but guys, the end the end's coming up. And we're like, no, no come not. on. No, it's not, you silly It's girlies. not. It's <laughs> not going to be... I have five more Lego sets to finish building before we finish the show. I need more time. I'm going to give my uh, critical fail, my natural one, to uh, just Zuko for just posting cringe on Maine. Like, <laughs> that's basically what he does this whole episode. Yeah. There's so many, there's so many, like, this is an episode where Zuko just has to make a bunch of diplomacy checks and he fails yeah. all of if them. If this is the one episode that you give Zuko a pass, it's this one. Like, it's the, he, oh, I give both. Zuko all the passes. He's but just doing his The roles best. were still bad. The roles were still bad. Yeah, I think, I think that uh, they were the. I think they were the best roles that Zuko could have. I think that's true. Both could be true. It's the best roles he could have had, while also just still not being great. Yeah, he shows up and he is immediately like super sus about it. He's like, he's like, uh, hey guys, I'm uh, uh good now. Yeah, good. I'm good now. Uh huh. I promise. And I, I, I can train Aang. <laughs> And I'm just, I'm great. And uh, Zuko here. Hi. It's like, that guy is definitely going to slit our throats when the sun goes down. He literally is like, I saw y'all were flying around, so I waited down here for you. It's like, Zuko, don't say that. That's that's a weird thing to say. I bet you're surprised (laughs) to see me. And they're like, no, you've been tracking us uh, our whole, like, voyage. Uh, So awkward. And we're... Still here for it, and we can't wait. To, knowing, even though the end's coming, we finally get our time with Zuko, how ch- and we will cherish mm-hmm. every moment of it. So it is the end of our episode. We've had yeah. such a great time, and Dahlia, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank um, you for bef- having me. Of course. Delia, where can people find your stuff? Oh, great question. Plug, plug, plug your shit. Plug your shit. <laughs> plug you your find... shit to our extremely modest audience. <laughs> you can find me at Delia is typing. That's at D-E-L-I-A is typing on Twitter. Um, Black Nerds Create, you can find at blacknerdscreate.com. Or you can uh, follow us on Twitter at Black Nerds Create at BLK Nerds Create. Uh, we're doing lots of fun stuff, but everything you can get to our website through our Twitter. You can find anything that if you like Doctor Who, we have a podcast, Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, if you're still if you're still out here and you want to go listen to that. Or, you know, if you're interested in the fantasy stuff we're doing going forward, um, we're constantly nerding out over there. 
We'll have to tell our 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 number one fan, Time Lord Iroh, that you have a Doctor Who podcast. We do. It's called uh, basically hashtag Tarbis, Time and Relative Blackness in Space. Uh, we have that's good. Uh, it's not we you know as episodes come out, we usually it's just an episode reacts podcast. So you mentioned Tolkien, Tolkien Black Girl, yeah, Tolkien Black Girl, and it's, our. Uh, our dear friend uh, Mary Clay has a podcast I have, called. We have we have collabed okay. many times. Um, that's great. what I'm talking about. Yeah, Hell that's what yeah. I'm talking about. Love Another her. great like Bob's Burgers esque <laughs> like play on words. You got it. You got it. If you can, if you if you could do the play on words, you got to go for it. Yeah, and before you go, you have to share your quick little plug of what you're doing with Rings of Power because I'm actually going to be oh, uh, guessing on Tolkien about this in a like few weekends and we're gonna like be giving our takes on the series so i'd be interested to hear what you have to share yeah so um currently we're doing uh on fridays at 8 p.m eastern don't know i'm very bad at time zone so y'all can convert that in your head we are doing um live tweets with fanology um also nerds of color tasty geek girls other other friends that I'm sorry I'm not remembering off the top of my head um, and we're doing live tweets there uh, you can join in I think it's like at ring the hashtag is uh, rings of power watch party or or no it's LOTR watch party is the hashtag um, and get in there it's at 8pm we hit play and we all live tweet it and it's a lot of fun and then we Black Nerds Create on Mondays do Twitter spaces if y'all know of spaces i know some not not a lot of people are still familiar with them but it's essentially almost like a podcast live where we're just discussing the episode discussing our thoughts our theories stuff like that and that's on mondays at also um 8 p.m eastern hell yeah Mm -hmm. we may have to this friday join in on that fun you said yeah absolutely please do it's a good time yeah i think i'm the one that's actually going to be live tweeting this week uh from our bnc account so Hell yeah. And when this episode airs, it will be for the finale. So we need to show up, support our friends over at Black Nerds Cree, Delia, and all of the other wonderful creators in on this. So thank you and for sharing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, crazy, crazy hot take. Um, show's good. I crazy like it. Crazy hot I like take. It a lot. Show good. <laughs> show very good. good. No, I'm, I'm very much enjoying it. I think it's really Agreed. great. Agreed. Yeah, and the you know it's all about that slow burn. People saying that the pacing, and I'm like, have you read the books? Have you? Have oh man, you, have you read how many pages it takes for our good guy to describe Tolkien to describe a tree? So it's, like, it's, yeah, it's a it's, lot. I have. I'm just excited to see parts of Arda that we've never seen before. Oh, uh, I mean, that's really I'm cool. very. That has been very. It's a very. If nothing else, it's a beautiful show. Uh, mm-hmm. All the scenery. Um, I really like the 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 score. I think it's really good. The score's beautiful. Um, I definitely have had like you know we at Black Nerds Great uh, practice critical fandom, so you can critique things you love. Like I have my critiques. Yep. Um of course. Some pacing choices very I've been important. like interesting choice, okay, but overall I've been giving it to the end of the season to like make any final thoughts. But honestly, it's picked up a lot. My opinion is very optimistic and very positive. Uh, yeah. So I'm having a great time over there. And as someone who has never watched Game of Thrones because of themes of extreme unnecessary violence. Yeah, and, that's a good choice. Uh, I didn't make that choice, but I wish I had. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and an SA, I'm just like, you know what? Snaps to a show that is also high fantasy and is given us like, you know, season two Bridgerton with the slow burn with how, like 
uh, are with Galadriel and um, Halbrand. Let's so yeah, talk about that. That is, I mean, maybe not right now because we're wrapping up. But oh my goodness, <laughs> yes, yes, so many things to say. Uh, we maybe we can have you on for a bonus episode to talk about Lord of the Rings. I would. We also love to. <laughs> we also well, have a Patreon where we. T- yeah, we do, and we're catching up on episodes right now, and uh, we are. Um, we just. We just recorded one for a certain movie that I think we both hold in high contempt. Uh, the t- 2017 Mummy. I have by, not seen that. But uh, okay. With Tom Cruise. Yeah. And before that, we just did, which if you go, you like what you do, just a little more, you can, for $5 a month, uh, contribute to us and listen to our bonus episodes of No Pod and Bossing Say, where we talk about movies we or media we wish did not exist for any reason. Yeah, media we wish we could s- send us off to Lake Laogai to scrub scrub our memories clean of, uh, there is no war in Bossing Say, and there is no pod in Bossing Say. So I... there's no mummy movie. There is no if Avatar Blue the top movie. Of your head, if the, off the top of your head, Delia, uh, is is there a movie that you can think of that you just wish didn't exist? Off the top of my head, no. I know they exist. I mean, first of all, you said the Avatar movie, which I'm sure y'all have already covered. Um, that absolutely uh-huh. should not exist. That's that's a crime. <laughs> um, I would have to think on it, but because they exist, I just can't think of one off the top. Well, of my head. Mm. you know what? Even if it's coming on and talking about pieces of media we love, like Rings of Power, but talking about things that you know, crit- critical fa- like critical critiquing of our fandoms, keeping things in check. Uh, choices that we wish could have been done differently or things that we're still uh, waiting on. So yeah, we'd love to have you back. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, you can find us uh, for Cabbage Cast. You can find us on Twitter um, and on at on Twitter at Cabbage Cast on yeah on Twitter at Cabbage Cast on Instagram at my Cabbage Cast and on the, that Twitter the I don't know if that's why for where Black Nerd is at BLK Nerds Create because of the character limit so uh, yeah. it's rough uh, yeah but but so we the Instagram one my, my cabbages was at Cabbage Cast was already taken uh, I think by me ages ago and I just can't remember forgot it. the yeah. password and it got deleted or whatever. That's real. So that's uh, and if you want to email us, we will definitely read your like fancy fan mail on the show because we don't get a lot of it. So when we do, we get very excited. Yeah, uh, that is uh, uh, mycabbagecast at gmail and I'll cut out all the ums and uhs and make me sound like I know what our email address is. <laughs> and if you don't have time for that, that's cool. Just leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Helps us out a lot. And yeah, we're always looking for new guest spots. So let us know. Um, and with that, Dahlia, uh, thank you again. Thank you so much for joining us, Delia. This has been a great episode. This was amazing. Thank you so much. Yes, you've been lovely. And uh, to everyone in the Cabbage Patch, uh, this has been My Cabbagers, an Avatar, an Avatar podcast. podcast. Thanks, Goodbye, everybody. Peace Goodbye. and love. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Tatty bye. bye.
back on.